The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Hope to have another great show here, give you a slew of winners. We're going to reflect on last week's races that obviously are going to have some impact on the Derby Trail. Uh, we went to the Sam Davis at Tampa Bay Downs, the Hutchinson at Gulfstream, Santa Anita's Robert B. Lewis, and an awesome performance at Aqueduct in the Withers Stakes. Our handicapper at the bottom of the hour is J.J. Grassi, quite a character, J.J., uh, originally from Philly. He attended Villanova. Uh, he has vast experience not only as a horse trainer, but now he's in broadcasting. Uh, he brings from Gulfstream Park. It's post time uh, during the final three races there every day. We'll be talking about how you get to uh, to listen to him. But uh, he's been an owner and a trainer. As a matter of fact, he still holds the record as the most winning trainer at Atlantic City Racecourse, uh, not to mention that he's had uh, multiple titles at uh, Garden State Racecourse in New Jersey. So obviously, uh, certainly, uh, J.J. knows how to handicap the horses. Big weekend down at Gulfstream Park, a super Saturday. Of course, uh, headlined by the grade one Don handicap. Uh, then we're going to handicap the Suwannee River, uh, the Gulfstream Park Sprint, and a race that brought out Derby winner Animal Kingdom, the Gulfstream Park Turf Handicap. So that's the lineup uh, for today as far as the handicapping portion of the program. Our first guest is going to be Ned Toffee. Now, he's the general manager of Spendthrift Farm uh, that has some very unique marketing techniques. Uh, he joined them in 2004, and since then the farm has done nothing but grow and what a staff he must have with the stallions he's come up with. Uh, you know, Malibu Moon, Into Mischief, Tisway, uh, Tis Wonderful, Warrior's Reward. Uh, the upside to these horses is fantastic, and certainly uh, many of them already proven. Uh, Into Mischief has uh, two horses on the Derby Trail, and Vijack and Golden Sense. Uh, it'll be interesting maybe to reflect a little bit on the history of Spendthrift. I mean, you think of the horses uh, that have had a stall there, Raisin Native, uh, Nashua, Gallant Man, Caro. At one point in time, these three horses were all under the same roof, Sham, Seattle Slough, and Affirm. So a lot of great history to uh, Spendthrift Farm. It had been through a couple of different hands, and uh, since then, like I said, there's a really resurgence, and I think Ned Toffee's probably a big part of that. All right, that's our guest coming up this uh, week, let's uh, hear some good news. Ramon Dominguez, the three-time reigning Eclipse Award winner, is North America's outstanding jockey. 
He's moved one step closer to getting back to the races. He was released from the Burke Rehabilitation Hospital in Westchester County, uh, about 30 miles north of Belmont Park. Uh, he is now going to be home, but he continue his rehabilitation as an outpatient basis uh, at a hospital closer to his Long Island home. Uh, David Grenning, who's been a guest with us on Winning Ponies, wrote a fantastic article in the racing forum. It was the first interview uh, given out by Ramon, and basically talking about his health, I mean, literally his state of mind and his desire to get healthy and to come back doing what he does so well. But Dominguez is going to be very cautious, as the, the, the doctors are telling him, because so much of what he does revolves around his reflexes and his decision-making. So uh, th- those are the areas they're going to, they're going to work on. And uh, Dominguez, uh, luckily, because he was a, a, a fit athlete, uh, the doctor said that he came to them in a much better shape than anybody else they've ever seen uh, with, with that kind of a brain fracture. Uh, the things they'll be monitoring are double vision, headaches, dizziness, nausea, fatigue. And so far, none of those have been prevalent. But there's still things you've got to watch out for when you're talking about uh, an injury to your brain. Uh, Dominguez and his wife are just so happy for the attention that they've received, the support they've received, uh, the people that have made donations to the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Fund, and uh, we will continue to uh, wish him the best. But the, the bottom line is, in Ramon's own words, is that uh, he's not coming back till he can be 100%. Uh, there's so much about race riding that's second nature. He's not concerned about, you know, worrying about getting it right. He just wants to make sure he's 100% right. And he said, when I feel like the time comes, I'll be there. So, again, if you do feel like sending the card, you can send it off in care of Aqueduct Racetrack. Hey, Gary Stevens, he's uh, on his comeback, as you know, uh, since his uh, January 6th return to riding. Uh, he's accumulated two wins and nine seconds and 28 starts. That's kind of frustrating. But this weekend, you might get to uh, see him get his first stakes win. Uh, it will be uh, he's working horses in the morning. He's going to be aboard Slim Shady in the San Marcos stakes at a mile and a quarter on the turf. All right, congratulations. Uh, late breaking news uh, to uh, trainer Gary Contessa. He won his 2,000th race this afternoon at Aqueduct. Uh, Contessa, he's 55 years old, says it's very appropriate that the milestone came at Aqueduct where he's won 12 meet titles. All total, he's had 16 Naira meet titles. Uh, Contessa, he's from uh, Long Island, uh, Merrick, New York. Uh, He started out with standard breads and then moved over, worked under Frank Martin with thoroughbreds. Uh, His first grade one victory surprisingly came at Keeneland in 1991 with Do It In Style, and some of his biggest wins on the Naira circuit have been the, the Great Two Better Roses, the Great Tree Fort Mercy, the Saranac, uh, the uh, Distaff Handicap, uh, and the Bay Shore. So congratulations to uh, Gary Contessa. Really hard to win 2000 as a trainer. Very hard to do it as a jockey, but as a trainer, even tougher. <clears throat> I don't know if you've been watching the weather map, but they say there's one heck of a nor'easter coming into New York. And uh, due to the impending winter storm, Naira has canceled live racing at Aqueduct for tomorrow, Friday. And they're going to monitor the situation, and a decision on live racing and simulcasting for Saturday will be made on Friday. 
a good friend of winning ponies and uh, the racing world uh, itself is one Michael Blowen, and Michael t- took a real blow to his heart this year as marquetry died after an accident at his old friend's farm. It was uh, a stall accident. Uh, he was uh, 26 years old, of course, retired to old friends where horses find a very, very happy home. Marquetry was by Conquistador Cielo, a one ten of 36 career starts, earned $2.8 million. And if you were ever out at uh, Old Friends, you knew that uh, Michael Blowen had a very special place in his house he, we, for this horse. He would actually go out in the paddock and, and run alongside him. Uh, truly sad to miss um, marquetry. And once again, my hat's off to all the people at Old Friends that take such good care of the horses out there. All right, it's uh, that time of year where the Derby Future Wager comes out, of course, dominated by... Todd Pletcher and Bob Baffert, they have 11 of the 23 individual interests. Uh, so you can start getting in on the first phase of that, the Kentucky Derby Future Wager. And uh, Mike Battaglia listed the field, those are the horses that are not listed, as the 9-5 to morning line favorite. Uh, every year since Churchill began offering uh, the Paramutual Futures, I started back in 99. The field has closed as the favorite in Pool 1. And, of course, this was Pool 1 because there's so many horses out there. We don't know if they've jumped up or not yet. Uh, let's see. A Pool 1 field horse that wound up winning the Derby in six of those 14 years. Uh, the latest was Animal Kingdom. And uh, the last year's Derby winner, I'll have another. He was 29-1 to in Pool 1 and 19-1 to on Derby Day. So you might want to get your... Uh, your bet's in early, you know. Uh, Battaglia said that really nobody's grabbed the attention of Derby fans as, as the big heavy favorite, so the odds are uh, pretty well uh, spread out. Uh, the, again, uh, Shanghai Bobby is at 12-1, to 1, as is Violence, both out of the Pletcher Barn. And then the next uh, it, favorites, if you want to call them that, are uh, Flashback at 15-1, to 1, as well as It's My Lucky Day over Analyze and Veronzo. So the current uh, Kentucky Derby point leaders are uh, Shanghai Bobby with 24, Golden Sense at 24, Oxbow at 11, and then a lot of those horses uh, who you'll find in the Derby future are all currently tied at 10. Now, uh, the uh, early part of the prep season, the, the point system is uh, for winner 10, 4, 2, 1. So you get a point all the way down to finishing fourth. Where it really starts to pick up is uh, on um, February 23rd uh, with, the, with the Fountain of Youth, uh, the Risen Star, the Gotham, Tampa Bay Derby, San Felipe Rebel Spiral, and Sunland Derby. The point system really jumps up there where the winner gets 50, second, 20, third, 10, and fourth, five points. And then as you get into the real meat of it, uh, we're looking at uh, – the final point awards, 100, 40, 20, and 10. Those races, the Florida Derby, the Louisiana Derby, uh, the UAE Derby over in Dubai, Wood Memorial, Santa Anita, Arkansas Derby, and the Bluegrass Stakes. So uh, the, the really big points pick up in the latter part, and that certainly was the way that uh, Churchill Downs wanted to plan it. Well, uh, let's see. We've got uh, some uh, news from the breeding shed, Frankel. If you can believe this, uh, as popular as he is, he stands for 125 pounds. I'm not sure what that uh, stands uh, or equals to in American dollars. But uh, Frankel will cover around 135 mares, 
35 of those uh, belonging to Prince Caled. Uh, but uh, he is already fully booked for three years. Unbelievable. Of course, uh, um, midday, winner of the 2009 Breeders' Cup Philly Mayor Turf. She just had a uh, foal by his sire, Galileo. And uh, uh, she's booked back to Frankel, as is her dam, uh, midsummer. So he's going to have nothing but the best of the best for a long time. As a matter of fact, he had a full brother uh, that was foaled uh, just last Tuesday. So uh, we'll see what happens. Certainly uh, he'll be... Uh, well in demand when it comes to race time. And uh, champion Golikova, she produced a foal by Galileo. So one of the Europe's most popular stallions, certainly getting to all of the the best mares. Well, uh, let's take a look now at some of the race action from last week that, that we handicapped. And uh, if you caught the withers, you saw one exciting race. It certainly was exciting if you bet revolutionary because turning for home, you might have thought that you didn't have a chance. I went off uh, an odds-on favorite. This is a Todd Pletcher trainee owned by Windstar Farm, uh, son of Warpath, and all, all I can say is wow. Uh, he was a little slow out of the gate, ran into a, a wall of horses, and uh, somehow managed to weave his way through those horses and get up for a win under Xavier Castellano. It, it was an awesome performance. Uh, Long River went off uh, at 8-5 to five just behind him. Uh, the horse that had the lead late was Escape from Reality. This is a horse you're going to want to keep an eye on. So only had three races now. He's got a win, a close second in an allowance race, and then close second in the Withers. And uh, he, ended, he ended up running second in there and then... Uh, Seat uh, Dioros was also a big part of the speed factor in there, but Revolutionary is certainly going to move up in a lot of people's eyes after the Withers win, that is for sure. So uh, we'll move on to another race that uh, handicapped with Ralph Sirocco, and that was the Robert B. Lewis, and we got another wow, this one out of the Baffert barn. And uh, you want to talk about a fast horse. Flashback is the name of the horse, making only his second start. This is the son of Tappet. Tappet had one heck of a, a weekend with three stakes winners. Uh, but Flashback was unbelievable. He went off even money in his debut. But in, in this race, he was just, uh, he was just awesome. Uh, and the betters weren't fooled. We... Uh, uh, had him down to one to two. So keep an eye out for flashback. Baffert and Pletcher, they're going to have a hard time getting out of each other's way, getting into the Derby gate, that's for sure. Uh, then uh, the uh, the grade two Hutchinson, because it's seven furlongs, uh, no no uh, points in there. Uh, the winner, winner in here was Honorable Dillon, uh, who was uh, bet down to five to two, another tap it. A uh, huge finish, though. Keep an eye out for 40 tails who came from well off the pace to get up for the second spot. This one, Todd Pletcher, Johnny V in the saddle. And then uh, we rounded out the day going down to Tampa for the Sam Davis, grade three, at a mile and a 16th. And it was a speed horse going all the way uh Held on by a head, falling star, trained by John Terranova. Uh, Luis Sayez in the saddle, held on by a head, 
over uh, part of the Mark Cassie entry, uh, Horse Ralph liked Dynamic Sky, who again did not win this race. Put him on your list of horses to watch. Uh, dynamic Sky was pretty dynamic and a second place finish in the Sam F. Davis. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a whole lot about breeding horses in Kentucky from the general manager of Spendthrift Farm, Ned Toffee. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, welcome back. Well, I just have to reflect uh, right now as I uh, look at a photo on my office wall from Spencer Farm. Uh, one of the best days I ever had was I was uh, welcomed to the farm as a young equine photographer when uh, Seattle Slough was about to uh, to cover his first couple of mares. And uh, to be on the farm and, and to look down uh, the, the, the paddock line and, and, and see Raisin Native was still there at the time. Uh, Clem Brooks uh, met me at the gate. Of course, it was also home to greats like Nashua. A gallant man was still alive. Caro had just sired winning colors. And there in, you, you want to talk about Murderer's Row, underneath the, the, that barn was Sham 
Seattle Slough and a firm. So uh, Spendthrift Farm uh, is a, a legendary farm, but it's been through a couple of different uh, owners, and it, it seems as though since 19, since 2004, I should say, uh, there's been a marvelous resurgence of this farm, and they now have uh, one, one of the strongest uh, stallion rosters, uh, upcoming, uh, well-priced uh that 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 you'll see, and the, the guy who's who's the the general manager right now is, is Ned Toffee, uh, who certainly brings a, a slew of uh, credentials uh, to Spendthrift Farm. Uh, he's done a fantastic job in assembling a team that uh, has brought these stallions back to Spendthrift Farm, and who also offers a variety of uh, prices, uh, marketing offers, uh, and selections of, of stallions. Uh, to breeders of all sorts. So I'll say no more. Ned Toffee, welcome to Winning Ponies. Well, thank you very much. Those are very kind words, John, and uh, thank you for having me. Ned, what was your introduction to the sport, and how did you get to where you are? Oh, boy, that's a, that's a, that's a long story. But I guess, you know, as, as a kid, uh, for some reason, uh, uh, I gravitated to it and, and uh, was, was always a fan of racing. And, and who knows, maybe it, it came at the earliest uh, age was when I was uh, four years old. Uh, my parents actually came to, to Kentucky to, to tour the, the famous horse farms of the bluegrass region here, and, and uh, Spendthrift was one of the farms that we uh, that we got to see. And so, uh, at a very young age, I got a tour of Spendthrift Farm. But uh, um, was always a fan of racing, and and uh, you talked my parents into owning a couple of old old backyard geldings that we would knock around on as kids, and and. Uh, uh, really, by chance in college, I had a I had a roommate whose family was in the breeding business, and uh, and again back to Spendthrift Farm, they were boarding mares at the time at Spendthrift Farm. So, um, uh, I almost had no choice but to wind up here eventually. But uh, it's great. You know, I start after college started started working on farms and and uh, really got bid by the bug. And and uh, you know, w- once you once you get it, it's just it's it's tough to get it out of your system. Well, obviously, your experience has brought you to the general manager's uh, position there. Um, you, you know, from last count, I counted, and I've done this wrong before, you've, you're standing 12 stallions. I just want to tell our audience some of the quick ones, and I, and I certainly encourage all of our listeners to go to your website. It's a fantastic website with videos, great photography, fantastic information about the horses that stand there. But uh, of those, just a, a few, you've got Malibu Moon, who's AP Indy's leading son, of course, the sire of Cowie Katie. Right. You've got Into Mischief, who's really got a lot of upside, son of Harlan's Holiday, who's the second leading sophomore sire of 2013. And people are going to get a chance to watch Golden Sense and Vijack on the Derby Trail. That's got to be fun. You've got Tiz Way, who's one of the fastest milers of all time. Then you've got Tiz Wonderful, who's number three on the second crop sire list, with uh, 17 winners out of his first one, his first crop. He had uh, the graded stakes winner, My Happy Face. And then Warrior's Reward, who's the only U.S. grade winner by Medaglia. Dioro, and we all know how hot he is. Uh, how did you put together a, a team of bloodline experts, and, and how did you manage to get your hands on all of these stallions? Again, I only named a, a handful of them. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, again, very kind words. But uh, you know, the first thing I would say is it is very much of a team effort, and 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 B. Wayne Hughes that, that owns the farm is is very very much involved. And and has been a big part of uh, you know he hired me and then a big part of of uh, uh, been a, a team effort on our part to go out and, and hire um, uh, 
people that, uh, that brought the right kind of expertise and experience um, to this. And, um, you know, we've, we've acquired these stallions in a, in a variety of different ways. Originally, um, we, Mr. Hughes was, was much more of a breed-to-race guy. And, and so the, the, the earliest stallions that we stood were all horses that were, were, were either bred, <clears throat> homebreds, or had been bought either as yearlings, uh, two-year-olds in training, um, really primarily for the purpose of racing first, and hopefully there would be a, a, a stud career later on. Um, after Mr. Hughes bought the farm in 2004, we really started uh, to, to, to look at uh, other people's horses on the track, stallion prospects, so to speak. And, uh, and so Notional and Tis Wonderful are two of the, uh, the first horses that we bought um, after their racing career with the intention of, uh, of standing at stud. So um, we've got some homebreds. Temple City is a um, really, really well-bred uh, son of Dinah Former. Uh, he's actually um, he's out of a, a Danzig mare who is a half-sister to Malibu Moon. So ah, he's a, he's a really a well-bred, good-looking son of Dinah Former and a homebred, and it's really rewarding to to race one of those kind and then bring them back here to stand at studs. So we've got horses that we bought as yearlings, homebreds, horses we went out and acquired uh, uh, later on. But it's very much a team effort, and um, we've got a you know one of the things that I like about our team is that we've got we've got people that could really do anything. They've got a, a broad a broad um, each each individual has a really broad background and could do darn near any job uh, here on the farm. So. Um, Ken Wilkins, who who heads up our uh, our, our our stallion department, um, and 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 does a lot of the uh, <clears throat> identifying these horses at early stage. Um, uh, Mark Toothaker has just joined our team, who's uh, 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 been a consigner um, and uh, dabbled in training. And uh, Des Dempsey, uh, who's who's been a lifelong. Uh, lifelong member of the industry uh, was was actually here at Spendthrift, and we sort of inherited him. Uh, but th- those guys are make up our sales force, and and uh, have, have done a wonderful job going out and identifying horses and and uh, trying to put together offers to to get the right kind of horses bought. Well, I think another thing that that you've done fantastically is your your marketing effort. You understand the competition. Uh, in in the market right now, uh, you also understand that the, the fact that the, the more horses you get out there, the better it's going to be for Spendthrift Farm. And you've created a, a program called Share the Upside. Can you explain to our listeners what it is? Because I think it's it's a fantastic insurance policy for anybody that wants to breed to one of your stallions. Sure, sure. Well, this is again, this is a this is a, 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 a very much of a Wayne Hughes uh, innovation. Um, and, and we were getting started standing stands at, at, at kind of a tough time in the industry. And we realized that we had to offer value uh, to our breeders. And we wanted to try to come up with something a little bit different. Um, and there's been, there's been other variations of this uh, that, that people have, have, have uh, experimented with. And we, we tweaked it a little bit and, 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 and put our own spin on it. And, and basically what it, what it is, and we've done a few different versions of it, but what we've arrived at now is that basically for a small markup above the, the, the advertised stand-to-nurse stud fee price, uh, if you breed the first year and the second year, uh, produce a live foal in each year, pay your stud fee, 
Um, there's a small deposit that, that, that is on the front end. But once you've produced two live foals and paid your stud fees, you've earned a lifetime breeding right in the horse. So you, you wow. can breed one mare to the life, uh, uh, to that stein for the, for the rest of his breeding life at, at, at no, uh, at no charge. Um, and, um, you know, the, the idea is that, you know, we're, we're offering breeders, uh, an incentive to try to help us make these stallions. The stallion has to get off to a good start. He's got to get mares. And uh, we feel like if breeders will will come in, support our stallions, um, rather than having nothing to show for it, they, they've, they've helped us, they've supported us with good mares, uh, and that stallion takes off, they've got nothing to show for it later on. Uh, we're, we're giving them something to show for, uh, for their efforts. Well, um... Again, I, I, I want to uh, draw people t- to your website because there's just no way in 15 minutes I can give them all the information <laughs> about Spendthrift. I, I just uh, I love what you're doing. But if anybody just happens to be around the Lexington area, in the next couple of days uh, you're going to be able to give them a little personal touch, aren't you? Well, we've, we've, we've got an open house, if, if that's what you're referring to. We've, there's, yes. we, we, we try to do an open house during, during every sale. And of course, there's the uh, phasic Tipton uh, February breeding stock sale, which is, um, is is bolstered this year by some some late additions to their catalog. Um, uh, some of the Eugene Melnick uh, uh, mares are being offered, and so this is a uh, a stronger uh, sale than it uh, sometimes has been. And uh, but we generally try to do an open house um, at, at all of our uh, at, at all of the major sales here in town and. And um, uh, invite invite breeders to come out and and, and see the stallions. Uh, maybe maybe have a bowl of soup and uh, uh, take a look at some stallions, and hopefully uh, ho- hopefully sign up. Well, from what I understand, unlike our friends in New York, the weather's supposed to be kind of mild in the Lexington area over the next couple of days. So uh, I, I hope you get a lot of people c- coming out to Spencer Farm. Well, we, we we hope so too, and we, we again we 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 always welcome the breeders to come out and, and and see our horses. We're 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 very proud of them. We've we've tried very hard to 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 to, to assemble a, a a group of of really strong individuals, and we feel like when people come out and and and, and see the see these horses, they're gonna uh, they're really gonna like what they see and and uh, and and want to jump aboard. Well, one last question. When I was out there, oh, my God, 20 years ago to, to watch Seattle Slough start his career, it was unbelievable. It was like Grand Central Station. Now, I look at your stallions and how many of them have produced uh, over 100 foals. What is it like? There, I mean, do you start immediately at daybreak and not it, stop till the sun goes down? It's it's it's, it's organized chaos. Um, you know, our stallions will will breed, um, you know, routinely breed three times a day and 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 occasionally a fourth time if they're if they're if they're uh, busy enough. Um, and so we're you know our, our last breeding is sometimes scheduled as late as ten o'clock at night. But um, uh, and of course there's there, there's just the stallions, but of course there's all the other things going on, foaling mares and. And uh, getting uh, getting yearlings uh, raised and and ready to go to sale and and uh, so there's 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 lots of everything going on here but we, uh, you know fortunately we've again been able to put together a, a really wonderful group of people um, that 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 handle this stuff and and make my job much uh, much easier. 
Well, uh, Ned Toffee, I want to thank you so much for for spending the time with us tonight. As I as I said at the top of the spot, I mean, uh, when, when when you think about the, the history of the horses that have once grazed in in, in the paddocks at Spencer Farm, it's fantastic to see an outfit that has uh, dedicated themselves to, to bringing it back to its former greatness. Well. <laughs> Thank you very much, and I know it's 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 a it, we feel like it's a responsibility and that, that that we do not take lightly. It's it's a wonderful place, just a, a history second to none, and and uh, we've we've done our best to to try to uh, to preserve and, and enhance it, and and hopefully uh, we'll be able to add to it. Well, once again, thanks so much for uh, for spending the time w- w- with us, uh, Ned, and uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to come down there and, and see you and all those marvelous stallions in person sometime soon. Please, please do. We'd love to have you. Okay, that's Ned Toffee, general manager of Historic Spendthrift Farm. We're going to take a little break here on Winning Ponies, and when we come back, it's a big, big Saturday down at Gulfstream Park, and uh, we're hopefully going to come up with some horses that you can uh, parlay in a pick four, starting with the eighth race, the Gulfstream Park Turf Handicap, a race that's going to feature Kentucky Derby winner Animal Kingdom. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Every Wednesday, you'll want to talk sports with touchdown Tony Collins and his co-host Bill Mattis. Tony's broken records and has been to the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. We'll talk about what's happening in sports every week with news, action, and notable guests from all aspects of the sports world. We'll also involve you by discussing questions and topics of interest sent in via email from listeners all over the world. Become what you believe. Tune in to Sports Talk with Touchdown Tony Collins, Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Every Wednesday, you'll want to talk sports with touchdown Tony Collins and his co-host Bill Mattis. Tony's broken records and has been to the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. We'll talk about what's happening in sports every week with news, action, and notable guests from all aspects of the sports world. We'll also involve you by discussing questions and topics of interest sent in via email from listeners all over the world. Become what you believe. 
Tune in to Sports Talk with Touchdown Tony Collins. Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. It's post time. That's right. It's post time down at Gulfstream Park. A great big Saturday. I was lucky enough to be on a show with J.J. Grassi, a guy that uh, still holds the record as the most winning trainer at Atlantic City Racecourse. He won titles at Garden State. I read his resume, but this is only an hour-long show. Uh, he's done <laughs> quite a bit in, in, in broadcasting. I couldn't read all the kudos uh, in, in time. But the bottom line is, is with such a big weekend down at Gulfstream Park, we've got the guy that's got his finger on the pulse, and we're going to run down some of the major races, probably a nice pick four bet, uh, ending up with the Don Handicap. J.J. Grassi, how are you, my friend? I am fine, friend. I am doing very well, John. I, matter of fact, just got back from Gulfstream Park. There, we're there every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from uh, four to six on, uh, and on Sunday on Saturday mornings there from seven to nine a.m. So yeah, I pretty much know how the track is playing, the turf and the dirt. And you do have a big weekend coming up. Absolutely, we do. Now, before I go any further, for our, our handicappers out there. Two of the races we're going to handicap are going to be turf races. How's the weather looking? The weather's gorgeous. It was 87 degrees today. We could use some rain. Turf course is fair. I did see them come from last to first today, and I did see uh, speed carries. So I don't think there's any, any biases. They're watering the turf course, but we could use some real human uh, nature. We, we, we need rain here. We need uh, to call some of your friends from the Northeast because they're going to have plenty of moisture. Aqueducts canceled tomorrow, and they might cancel on Saturday. Aqueduct has already canceled Saturday. Oh, have they? Have yes, they? I, I just read a press release that said they weren't going to announce that till Friday, but uh, I hear it's going to be pretty bad up there. Yeah, I, 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 I bring the 8th, 9th, and 10th uh, feature live uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and John DeSilva, 
from the New York Post is my handicapper, and he told me on the air that they definitely have canceled. Talking about getting the inside scoop right here on Winning Ponies. That's fantastic. J.J. Grassi, ladies and gentlemen, from It's Post Time. Well, I want to make sure uh, we get the races in. Hopefully we'll have some time at the the, uh, uh, top of the hour to talk a little bit more uh, personally. But let's start out. I mean, the Don Handicap is is always one of the best races, reintroducing uh, the older horses uh, to, to the public. Of course, it's a grade one for a half a million. What I find intriguing about trying to handicap this, this, this race, J.J., is the fact that, as good as these horses all are, seven of them are making their seasonal debut, and that makes it tough for me as a capper because you've got nothing but top trainers in here. Well, you, 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 you've got a couple that you could throw out. You, 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 well, listen, the, the, the Don ha- is going to go through flat out, okay? But the thing with flat out is you don't know how he's going to come back. And, and if, if the right flat out comes back, I don't think they can outrun him. No, but not he considering the, race, the classes he's that he's well faced over his career. He's, and he's the class of the race. But which flat out going to come back? Good question. Well, what, what, what I noticed is, obviously, he's trained by Hall of Famer Bill Mott. What I ran a line through was the, the bottom and the form is I really like his workout progression. Uh, that, that he made sure he still had some heat in him, started at three furlongs, next work was four furlongs, next work was five furlongs, and then the last, uh, then two more six furlongs, and it looked like he just let him get some wind out of himself there on February 5th. You know, Billy Mott, he, he, he does know how to bring him back, there's no doubt about it, but the question is, hey, it's your first start where you really asked full out for flat out. Exactly. I mean, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you going to like, you know, put the pedal to the metal here, and I, I'm not sure. But if he does put the pedal to the metal, he is definitely the winner because he is definitely the class of this race. Because there's a couple in here I think you can pitch out that don't even yeah. put the double belong. Now uh, you're down there. You, you got a chance to, you know, on the opposite of the horses making their seasonal debut. Uh, there's a couple that are coming off some really nice effort in the Hal's Hope. Um, I noticed that uh, Kasbah, if that's how you pronounce it, usually shows a little bit more speed than he did in in the Hal's Hope. Uh, do you think that this was part of Phil Gleave's game plan, was to try to take him back and make a little extra run because he's going to go an extra eighth of a mile on Saturday? I would think so. I would think for him to get that extra eighth a mile, he does not want to get in the speed duel. You know, he doesn't want to get on the lead. And if he doesn't, um, he's got a he's got a shot. You know, if if if, if flat out needs one, I think that's your winner. It's Phil Glee's horse. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other horse that's uh, been highly touted and was the Florida Derby winner uh, is Take Charge Indy. This horse really looks like it's on its toes right now for Pat Byrne. Uh, Johnny V will be in the saddle, uh, replacing the injured Calvin Burrell. Best of 74 at Palm Meadows. You know, there's some nice horses working for furlongs down there. Yeah, well, he won the Florida Derby last year, you know, and it's he's an approving horse. He can do it, but he's got to do it, you know. And I think having a race over the track means a lot. Right, 
Right. Now, we do know he likes Gulfstream, you know, two starts there, you know, a, a first and a second. But, uh, yeah, definitely the race goes through flat out. Uh, I, I'm going to keep Casbah uh, in any exotic I do and maybe put uh, uh, Take Charge Indy or, or a, a closer like uh, Pool Play, who's got, got a nice tightener in the Hell's Hope himself. That horse is eight years old, but he still seems to have something in him, J.J. He does, but, you, you, you know, but, but Bourbon Courage is working well. You know, and, and and he comes from off the pace. You know, I mean, if you're looking for some value, you might be some value there. Well, I I always handicap without the odds, so I don't know what what he's at. But uh, on your on your advice, I'll keep him on my ticket. Um, now, you know, we're going to get a little bit of the tenth race, the Sewanee River, train horse at, at a mile and an eighth. This one again on the turf, and from your meteorological viewpoint, looks like we will be going on the greensward. Um, is uh, th- th- is this a rematch of the of the Marshawas River? And and I'm sure you saw the race. Uh, was how bad was leading astray blocked in that race? Uh, it looked like he kind of got shuffled back pretty good. Went off the favorite. He, he the was two horses that he finished in blocked. front of him are in here. If he wasn't blocked. He probably would have won it. So right? you know, there there you, you got some. You, you, he can get the job done. It's 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 one. You got some wide open races. It's a big weekend, and, and and the turf courses are manicured. They are manicured, and it's just Channel Lady, good horse. The there are two mystery horses. I got question marks by two horses in here. Who were they? As I see this race setting up, most of the horses that look like they're legit to win this thing have a bit of a stalking style. It looks like the lone speed in here is Romacaca. Is there any way that this horse, who's uh, uh, very familiar with Gulfstream Park's turf, could this horse go wire to wire? Well, well, he's the speed of the speed. I mean, if you let him get loose on the front end, yes, yeah, certainly. But but it's, you know, hard to like is hard not to like. You know what I mean? Hard not to like is, it to me, wins the race. But if you let Robococca get loose on the front end and you don't head him, head her, yeah, she'll take it. She'll gate the wire. I, you know she can do it. That's that's not the problem. But if she can't, how can you not like hard not to like? And then right behind that channel lady. Well, the other mystery horse in here for me, JJ, is. Kyla won the French bread. I mean, uh, since coming into the Chad Brown barn, has raced in two graded stakes races. Uh, that race at Calder uh, looked like it was uh, pretty awesome. You just kind of scratch your head. But the horse absolutely loves a mile and an eighth. Has tried it four times, has three wins. True. And Chad Brown, even though he doesn't want to be called a turf trainer, he certainly is one. <laughs> Well, more horses to chew on and to think about in the Sewanee River as you maybe parlay that into the Don Handicap. Right now, we're going to parlay winning ponies into a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be tapping into the mind of J.J. Grassi on the Gulfstream Park Sprint Championship and the Turf Handicap. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're 
What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. And with J.J. Grassi. J.J., before I go any further, this being such a huge weekend at Gulfstream Park, again, tell our listeners how they can listen to you during the week. Well, during the week, um, So Flow Radio, S-O-F-L-O Radio.com, or Live 365, or on, or there's a free app called TuneIn. Uh, you could tune us in 4 to 6. Uh, we're there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and in the morning from 7 to 9 with the trainers. Or you can go to joltnation.com. All our shows are archived. All so, right. Uh, well, obviously, uh, you're going to be a very busy, busy man this week. I'm not sure who, who you've talked to or who you're going to have on your show. But uh, the, the ninth race on Saturday is the Gulfstream Park Sprint Championship. And you being down there watching these horses, I'm wondering if the Florida Breds might have an edge. Those horses are coming out of the Sunshine Million Sprint. Or is Traveling Man the threat? Because Fletcher looks like he's been putting a lot of work into this horse. You think so? I, I think the race goes through David Fox. And I'm looking for David. Oh, uh, Okay, again, yeah, the Sunshine Million Sprint. Right. Now, is, is that another horse that uh, that had trouble in that race? Because uh, he, he looked like he was much farther back than he normally is at the half-mile pole. Or was it the fact that it was a sloppy track and, and he's not a big fan of that? Right, that's more like it. But David Fox is pretty good about getting these horses ready. And I, I, I that would that is my pick right there. So, so you're saying that the, uh, the again as I stated at the top, the Florida breads coming out of that 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 sprint uh, could have an edge. I mean, again, you got to close it out. Who got a hundred buyer uh, running behind Bahamian Squall? Uh, Bahamian Squall, if you look at buyer figures. Uh, you know, came out of 2012 with a 100 buyer, makes its debut, seasonal debut, gets a 102. Again, that's David Foxhorse, uh, Bahamian Squall that uh, JJ likes. I, the thing about Traveling Man is, the thing I don't like is he's got a history of layoffs. And, he, you know, it looks like uh, he, that's always suspicious to me. But for some reason, the fact that he hasn't been out since July, and I'm looking again at his workout progression, this horse is on his toes. I mean, if he had a hitch in his get-along, I'm not sure he'd be able to throw those bullets as regularly uh, as he is. All I can say is he certainly looks sound in the morning, J.J., but you're a trainer. No, I'm, not, you tell me. I'm not saying that he, he, that he is not sound. I, I'm, I'm just saying that the, the day that they had the – it rained. I, I was there that Saturday morning, 
and it was pouring. And when Gulfstream gets slippery, it's not. It really is a slippery racetrack. And they don't usually run their best race over that if they can't handle that kind of slop. But, uh, but you're right. Listen, Todd Pletcher, he, he's got this one. And Travel Man is the 5-2 to two favorite. Oh, but is he really? I, Again, I, I don't handicap with any odds, and I try not to look at him. Well, I still think the race is through. But you know what? Who you got to worry about here a little bit? Good morning, Dave. Nick Zito. Throw Nick Zito's oh, race out. No, that's absolutely. That. That's a quality horse. You know, you throw that horse out. Just throw, throw that last. He didn't belong in that race last time. And no, Nick mile Zito, and eighth on that sloppy day. Right. He, he didn't belong, and he didn't belong in there. And, and the track was bad, and Nick Zito is having a good meet, and he does well at Golf Street. So if you're looking for it, if you want to catch lightning in a bottle, and you want to, and, and you know, and I have a lot of respect for Nick, uh, don't throw that horse out. J.J., what is Fort Loudon's odds right now? You know, I don't have the odds right here in front of me. Oh, okay. When you said 5-2 to two on Traveling Man, I thought maybe well, you I did. Well, I knew Traveling Man was 5-2 to because Silva and I were talking about the uh, this race a little bit, and he told me that Traveling Man was uh, – he didn't want to take 5-2 to two because he thought he was – it's going to be bet too much, and he didn't think that he could beat uh, Bahamian Squall. That's what he said. He, he just thought that the, 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 that's the only reason why. Because the PPs that I have don't have the odds on them either. That's uh-huh. how I know that he was 5-2. to two. But I think he is beatable. Well, uh, it, you know, again, with his history of having long layoffs, you never know. A, a race and a workout are two different things, as you know, as a successful trainer. Well, I'm down to about two and a half minutes. Uh, we've got a short field for the Gulfstream Park Turf Handicap, but it is a grade one, 300,000. Obviously, the headliner is going to be Animal Kingdom, another horse that sure looks like he's working well up until this effort, but uh, he's not the lone uh, horse to watch in there, I don't think. No, but here's the deal with Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom's got a new rider on him. Why ask me that? Because they want a rider that has been over in Dubai. And, And actually, this is a Dubai prep. That's what they're doing. These horses in here... Really, you know, if they get beat, they get beat. But they're really, I think, prepping for the for Dubai. Looking Honestly, for the big God, payday. That's how I feel about this race. And and I would have to say, then the obvious horse that this would open the door for would be Shug McGee's point of entry. Positively, positively. But is it too short for him? Uh, very interesting. He certainly has no problem. But what I'm thinking is, is that it is a mile and an eighth, and he hasn't been out since November. It, it might fit him because he is—he's a stalking kind, and usually he has the lead turning for home. At least he did five times in a row last year against uh, Graded Stakes Company. You know, you know how horses change from year to year, but you know, you, you're talking about quality trainer, quality horses. But you know what? When I was a horse trainer, I didn't like I black and I, I didn't like gray. I wanted it black and white. 
And in these races that we have talked about tonight, John, you got a lot of gray matter in it. You got a horses that are, a lot of horses that are laid off. Yeah, a lot of horses coming back. You got horses prepping for other races. But the well, thing that you are going to have, year, Gray Matter, we're going to have see you now, my great weather. Saying, John, tomorrow. we've got to get out right now. So, JJ Grassi, it's post time. I hope our listeners become your listeners. Thanks so much for being on Winning Ponies. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot for having me. Bye. All right, for Winning Ponies, I'm John Engelhart. Remember, when you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.